Welcome to the latest episode of What Now? Thank you for joining us today, as your hosts Jonathan Barker, Jonathan Bass, and Jake Easter have another conversation for life. Hello and welcome to another podcast of What Now? Conversations for Life. We welcome you back after a long season of being off. This is our first episode back after, I guess, what, Brother Jonathan, two or three months that we've been off? Yes, sir. Something like that. So, um, uh, again, thank you for tuning back in with us, or not tuning back in with us, but listening with us again. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and I'm going to get choked right off the bat here. And uh, we appreciate you taking time to listen today. Hope everybody's been doing great. Hope you've had a great, great summer. I know we've had a great summer here at Amazing Grace and also with Foothills. We had our youth camp, and, man, God blessed us with a great, great youth camp this year. Just a wonderful time in it. Several souls being saved, several new churches in it. Record attendance in youth camp this year um, as far as our young people that registered for it. Boy, thank the Lord for that. We're all Already looking forward to youth camp next year, what the Lord's going to do on it. So we hope everybody's had a great summer. Um, the Lord blessed us with a great summer here at Amazing Grace. Of course, we got in our new building back at Easter, and uh, since then we've been able to finish all of our remodels. We remodeled all of our other buildings here, and uh, the Lord let us do that. And man, I am so, so thankful for that, and uh, bless His name for what He has done. Um, how about you? brother Jonathan there at Shining Light. How did the summer go and everything with it? Yeah, man, we had a great summer. We added some people to the church, had some things happen, and just uh, biggest thing, finally got my church van. Uh, we got it painted and refinished and actually just picked it up uh, yesterday. And well, good deal. Uh, had a brother in town. He worked miracles on that van, and it, it I mean, it, it just looks amazing. So I am excited about getting some um, decal put on it and get out here and start picking some people up but yeah good things going on churches uh we've had some um we've had some days of record attendance uh, Man, during the awesome. summer amen and uh just um just had a good spirit good just good all around you know that's awesome yes sir can't do nothing but praise the lord on all that yeah, well, we're missing Brother Jake on these first few episodes. He wasn't able to be with us whenever we recorded, but he's had a great summer also, and whenever he comes back with us in a few episodes from now, we'll get him to fill us in on that. And again, we hope you've had a great summer. Um, it's been eventful for us the past few weeks, or the past, well, about the past six or seven weeks, I ended up sick, and boy, that was a, a, a different um, avenue there, something I've never been down, and was out of the pulpit for about a month or a little over a month, but boy, I sure am thankful that the Lord helped us. And I want to take a second and say thank you to everybody that prayed for me. I know there's a lot of you listening to this that knew about it, knew I was in the hospital and the different things that was going on. And I just want to say thank you so very much for praying for me and uh, lifting my family up in prayer. Many of you called or texted, left me voicemails or texted me. And during that time, I didn't respond to all of those because I, I really wasn't in no shape to respond to them. <laughs> right. uh, but I sure appreciate the, the prayers. Speaking about prayer, um, that's what we're going to do the podcast on over the next week or two. We've had some people ask us to talk about prayer. So we're going to get into this and look at the subject of prayer 
prayer. And um, uh, after we look at the subject of prayer, we've had some other ideas that has came in. And uh, we're going to be looking at different ones. I'll just give you a few different things. But Jonathan's probably got some on his mind, too. Um, but some of the things that was uh, asked us to talk about was church involvement in the local community how to make a visitor feel welcome at church, and then as a pastor, how to follow up with that first-time visitor. Um, had one write in and say that they'd like to know more about biblical finances. Oh, yeah. Biblical finances. That's good. And, uh, yeah, that's a very important one. Um, yes. I'll cover all of that here in about three seconds. Get Dave <laughs> Ramsey's book and read it and that's follow right. it, okay? That's right. That, there you go. Uh, ministering to the grieving, the importance of investing in the next generation and um, there's a few of the things that was wrote in and asked us about but Jonathan I know you've probably got some that people's mentioned to you uh, yes, uh, talked about, uh, well, prayer, that would be one of them. We're going to cover that today or over the couple episodes, like you mentioned. And then um, I had somebody reach out and ask for advice when, uh, just to talk, a, just give a general overview of soul winning, but um, also how do you respond to um, the religious crowd, as in uh, people that are maybe devout Roman Catholic, devout Mormons, devout Jehovah's Witnesses, how do you, um, how do you uh, witness to those people in different ways? And so I've got a listener that was wanting us to uh, cover that. So I'm sure that'll be an interesting few episodes. And and um, I'm getting ready to start a sermon series on Wednesday Bible study on cults. And wow. So uh, that would be very helpful to um, you know as I've been studying that stuff. Um, hopefully we'll be able to um, be a blessing in that regards. You know how to oh, yeah. how to talk to those people. That'll be a good series. I can't wait to listen to that. I'm, I'm excited on, about it. Um, my sixth message last night, we were recording on a Thursday, so last night was a yep. Wednesday, uh, on biblical separation. And, uh, man, I've enjoyed it. And, you know, a lot of times when we talk about separation, we'll get on prayer here in just a minute. <laughs> uh, but when we talk about separation, you know, a lot of times um, our mind just immediately goes to dress. Yeah, that's just what everybody. Yeah. But, you know, I right. preached six messages and I've not even talked about dress yet. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going to cover it at some point, but it's so much more than that. Yes, sir. And um, Paul talks about there in Thessalonians to shun things. That mm-hmm. is a separation right there. And um, it's more than just dress. If somebody's not biblically sound uh, mm-hmm. and if it's not sound doctrine out of the Bible, we're man, we're to walk away from them. We're separate yes, from them. But yep. that'll be great. That'll oh, be great. I'm there's preaching. so much on that. Um, Sunday nights, this past Sunday night, I just started a series on the book of Jude. Mm-hmm. And uh, boy, oh, it's, I love a, the book of Jude. it's dynamite. Yes, sir. It is so good. Yes, sir. And uh, those seven different Old Testament examples that he gives there, mm-hmm. um, we looked mm-hmm. at them just in passing as an introduction. And, um, you know, it's interesting that it's the 65th book of the Bible. Mm-hmm. And the 66th book of the Bible, we're getting out of here. That's right. You know, chapter right. number four, we're leaving. Mm-hmm. Um, I said, chapter number four, we're we're leaving just in case you're you're listening and you believe it's it's halfway through it post trip uh, and all that yeah uh, if you go halfway through it you going all the way through it and you're that's gonna true. die and go to hell yeah that's, that's true. just it uh, chapter four we're leaving that's right and, um, that's right Jude is leading up to the coming of the Lord. Yes, sir. And, uh, man, when we look at the book of Jude and what he's saying in the book of Jude and mm-hmm. we look at today. 
That's right. Chat, I, I said oh, this crazy. preaching Tuesday night. I said, I believe that we're living in, in that part of chapter three where it closes at. That's right. Of Revelation in chapter four. Mm-hmm. But if you'll notice in your Bible, there's a little white area mm-hmm. in between that. Yeah. That little gap, that's yeah. where we're at. Yes. We're yes, in sir. that little white area. That's right, right brother. The Lord's fixing to come. Well, hey, you're talking about the rapture and all that. I, I've, I'm preaching through the book of First Peter on Wednesday nights right now. When I get done with that, I'm going to start cults. But uh, we're in, uh, we just finished chapter four in First Peter last night, I'm getting ready to start chapter five, and we'll probably three or four messages and be done with it. But uh, back in chapter three, there's an interesting, um, there's, there's a part, there's a verse in there, and I don't remember off the top of my head, but there's a verse in there where we are called the ambassadors of Christ. Right. Now, you think about the rapture. I, I did a word study on ambassador and just went through there in that study. And, and I said, now, you know, when we've got, when we have people, when we have U.S. and we have a, have a friendship with another nation, I said, we have an embassy there. We have ambassadors is what we call them. And I said, they're there. I said, if something happens and that friendship gets broken and we go into wartime, I said, the very first thing that's going to happen is the U.S. is going to pull those ambassadors out, put them to safety, and then war is going to break loose. And I said, that's exactly what happens to the church. We're raptured away. That's right. We're ambassadors, (laughs) and he's going to put us in safety. Absolutely. Absolutely. Anyways, that ain't got nothing to do with prayer, though, does it? (laughs) Well, it's good preaching, though. (laughs) (laughs) Well, let's talk about prayer. Um, You know, man, prayer is such an awesome, awesome topic. It really is. And um, my mind, anytime that I think about prayer, the first thing that my mind goes to is the book of Luke where the disciples said, Lord, teach us to pray. pray. Mm -hmm. And the first thing that I think about anytime that I think about prayer is nowhere else in the Bible do I find the disciples asking the Lord to teach them anything else. Mm -hmm. You know, they never said, Lord, teach us to preach. That's right. They never said, Lord, teach us to teach. They never said, Lord, teach us how to have a ministry uh, because they had the local church. Yes, sir. (laughs) I'll just keep moving on that one right there. (laughs) Um, I'm, I'm. Okay, here's a pet peeve. I, I just, I'm not for. Go ahead, brother. the Apostle Paul Ministries. He had a local church. He yes. worked out of his local church. Everything run through the local church. But anyway, yeah. they didn't say, Lord, teach us how to have a ministry. You're right. They didn't say, Lord, teach us how to outline. Mm-mm. They didn't say, Lord, teach us how to do podcasts. That's right. They said, Lord, teach us how to pray. Mm-hmm. And I think, Brother Jonathan, the Lord, the reason they asked that of the Lord, and I just knocked my kneecap off on this table. <laughs> I don't know if you heard that or not. I did. My soul, Lord, teach me how to pray. <laughs> they, I think the reason that they said that is because if our prayer life's right, everything else will be right. Oh, that's so true. And, you know, there's been times that I have studied, 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 I'm talking about, man, I had had put the time in. I had read this book and that book and this commentator and that commentator. And, man, I had just, I had the outline. You know what I'm saying? Um, All the the, the I's dotted and the T's crossed. And, man, everything was right and got up in the pulpit. And it was a flop. Yes, sir. Because I didn't spend no time praying. Because I didn't spend no time praying. And then there's been times where I've had a thought. 
Mm-hmm. That's all I had was a thought out of a verse, not one drop of outline. But boy, God had burned it in my heart through prayer. And I'd spend time yes, praying sir. and get up and the power of God fall. Mm-hmm. And you preach your gallbladder about halfway out. That's right. The difference is prayer. That's right, And uh, I remember my dad saying years ago, if you want to see things happen, fast and pray. He didn't yes. say just pray. He said fast, fast and pray. And I think as we go through this, you know, over the next episode or two, I think they go hand in hand together. I think it's hard to talk about praying without fasting. And you can't talk about fasting, you know, without yes, praying sir. because mm-hmm. they go hand in hand together. But they said, Lord, teach us to pray. We want to know right. how to pray. And um, prayer, prayer is, is, uh, is so important today. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's, that's, I'm afraid so many churches are missing it. You know, um, the average church, I, I thought about this and, and the Lord, before I got sick, I was in several churches and I've been in a couple since, you know, I've started getting better preaching and got several meetings lined up throughout the rest of the year. But, and I'm including me. Okay, I'm including our church, so don't nobody say that I'm throwing off on a church. The average church in an hour and a half service may spend three to five minutes in prayer. Mm-hmm. You're right. You know, Wednesday night we're going to take longer here at our church because yeah. it's our we go through our prayer list. I don't go through prayer list Sunday morning and Sunday night. That's the way we are. I, I just don't. Mm-hmm. There, it's our prayer list is so long yes. that it takes so much of our service. And on Sunday morning, I'm focused on one thing, and that's reaching the lost. That's right, brother. On Sunday night, I'm trying my best to encourage the saved. Yes, sir. And then on Wednesday night, we slow down. Our choir don't sing. We go through our prayer list. We come around the altar. But prayer is something that's missing in our churches. I'll tell you one thing that we're going to do, and then I'll let you give some opening thoughts there. But this coming up, and this is not uncommon here, but this coming up Friday, tomorrow, we're having a 12-hour prayer meeting. And um, some people do an all-night prayer meeting. Mm-hmm. I have found with my older people, I have a better turnout if I just do, instead of like a 7 to 7, I do a noon to midnight. Mm-hmm. And that gives my older people plenty of time that they can come during the day and pray at the church. Mm-hmm. And we're doing a 12-hour prayer meeting. And, uh, man, I'm going to tell you something. We see God, and you've been here when we've done all-night prayer oh, yeah. meetings and things. You see God do things when you pray. Amen. Absolutely. When... Um you do, and that's why the devil fights us so hard to keep us from praying. And there's there's all sorts of effects. You you mentioned preaching a while ago, and I, I 100% have that exact same experience. And so many times when I get so busy, things happen, things fall apart. I don't have time to put study in like I normally do. I start immediately uh, getting kind of frazzled because I'm like, well, I'm not going to be ready. I'm not, you know, I've not done this. And then uh, the Holy Ghost had kind of hit me in the back of the head and said, hey, it ain't about you anyways. It, it, you know, That's without right. me, there is no power. You know, without the Holy Spirit, there is no power. And so um, I was talking to Brother Jeremy Sampson about this one day. Uh, and uh, he said, yeah, he said, uh, in my experience, he said, every time I think that I have uh, kind of dropped the ball and I've not been able to study like I should and I ain't been able to do this like I should. He said, but I get into that pulpit and I'm prayed up. He said, it never fails. People, He said, those are the messages that people will get the most help yes, out sir. of. And he's exactly right. I, I remember Brother Josh Jenkins, uh, I was talking to him one day and he said, 
He said, brother, when I think I've dropped the ball and just absolutely struck out and not hit a lick at anything, he said, that's, those are the messages when people seem to get the most help. And the reason for that goes back to what you were saying. It's the power of the Holy Ghost. It is not, um, you do need to study. You should study. You should, but you should pray yourself full. We should, uh, we should be ready and go in the pulpit with the power of the Holy Spirit. And I remember, uh, Warren Wiersbe, I used this quote in a message on prayer one night. And, uh, he said this. He said, if, if you, if all you have in the church, and, and by the way, before I, before I read this, this sums up our churches perfectly. When you think about what's going on in modern day churches, uh, you've either got churches that are dying or you've got churches that look like a party scene with no Holy Ghost whatsoever. Um, Here's what Warren Wiersbe said about it a long time ago. He said, if all you have in the church is prayer and no Bible, you end up with lots of heat, but no light zeal without knowledge. Boy, we've got a lot of that in certain churches. And then he said, but plenty of Bible without prayer will give you light, but no heat. And he said, you don't have a church, you have a Bible school then. Bible knowledge without prayer has a way of puffing people up. It takes both the word of God and prayer to make balanced Christians and to build a balanced church. Wow, boy, that's so uh, true. Yes, sir. That's I, so true. I tell you that I read that in one of his books one day, and boy, it has helped me multiple times yeah. to keep keep my focus on that balance. You've got to have, you've got to study absolutely. You got to have the word of God, but you've got to have prayer. You too. got to. You yes, got sir. to. So many today. Um, you know, I even think about some of the Bible colleges today. Man, they mm-hmm. teach hermeneutics and homiletics and mm-hmm. and English and, and everything else. But where's prayer at, man? Where's that's prayer right. at? Um, that's one thing that I'll have to say about my pastor. Um, it's funny. I said this last night preaching. I said, but now I'm his pastor. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but it's one thing I'll have to say about my pastor. He taught us how to pray. And, um, you know, I remember my soul, I remember as a boy, two, three, four o'clock in the morning at all night prayer meetings, walking around the parking lot of Turner's Creek Baptist Church mm-hmm. and and him praying, God, would you give us that piece of property right there? God, yeah. would you let us build a retirement home right there? And boy, you go back now and you go to 3216 Courtney Huntsville Road and you see all of those things that as yeah. just a little boy, I walked around in the parking lot and listened to my daddy pray for. That's right. And, um, you know, it's the Lord. that That's Amen. what we have to credit that to and to prayer. Well, I thought about this, um, you know, uh, what is, and I know you're the, the, the tech guru and, and probably already got this pulled up. What is, he said, probably not. (laughs) What is a good definition of the word prayer? Hmm. A good definition of the word prayer. I figured you'd have seven of them pulled up already. The addressing and petitioning to God. The addressing and petitioning to God. And I think a, uh, um, a good low-gap definition, mm-hmm. are you with me? I'm talking to God. Talking to the Lord. It's yes, just, sir. That's what it is. That's right. It's talking to the Lord. You know, prayer is not some fancy language. It's not some, no, um, um, quote-unquote, prayer language. You know, a lot of people... <laughs> Um, and I remember that they no longer come here because I wouldn't go contemporary and they left and anyway. <laughs> but any, it, this woman, um, and I'm not male chauvinist, 
but it was a woman. Um, this woman said that, or the Bible says the Holy Spirit maketh intercession with groanings which cannot be uttered. Mm-hmm. She said in an adult Sunday school class one time that um, that was a unknown prayer language. And mm-hmm. that when we get to, what she was saying is talking in tongues is practically yeah. what she was saying. Well, that's what the charismatics and, teach. And mm-hmm. I, I politely rebuke that. Right. That's not what that is. That, no, there's times in our prayer life, and we'll say more about this. I don't want to get off on it right now, where we are so overwhelmed. That's right. That we don't know what to say. Yes, sir. But the Holy Spirit maketh intercession for us. That's when right. We have groanings that cannot be uttered. Um, I think prayer is simply talking to the Lord. Here's it, Let's think about the Bible. Well, we've been thinking about the Bible. <laughs> but in our prayer life, I think the very first thing that we need to understand is where the psalmist said, if I regard iniquity in my heart, God will not hear my prayer. Mm-hmm. So as we move into praying, now we've established what praying is. We need to pray. But as we move into praying, the very first thing in your life as a believer, for God to hear your prayer, you got to have sin out of your life. That's right. Brother Jonathan, that's the reason... You know, some people disagree with me right here on this, but they've got the right to be wrong if they want to. <laughs> God don't hear the prayer of a lost man. Yeah, no. He, the only no. prayer of a lost man that God's going to hear is a prayer of repentance. You're right. And when he prays with a repentant heart seeking the Lord, he's no longer a lost man. He becomes saved. Amen. And then after I'm saved, for God to hear my prayer, I've got to have sin out of my life. That's right. I, I cannot, God's not going to hear it. That's just the Bible. That's exactly right. Um, of course, God cannot, uh, God cannot and will not hear the prayer of a lost man unless what you just mentioned, because right. um, that man is an enemy of God. Sure, um, sure. I mean, uh, his, uh, what is it in the book of Isaiah? It says that your sins have hidden um, um, and, and he can't hear. It's because there's no fellowship. Before there can be communication, there must be fellowship. And um, you're right on the money with that. Um, and a lot of people don't realize that. I preached um, just last night going through First Peter in chapter 4, verse number 17. I preached right here. The Bible says, for the time has come that judgment must begin at the house of God. And if it first begin at us, what shall the end be of them that obey not the gospel of God? So I actually took that verse and, and preached with the idea of there must be a daily preparation in the life of a Christian. We have to work at... Um, the relationship that we have, we have, right. you know, we must confess our sins. The Bible says in First John one nine, if we confess our sins, He is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. But if we don't confess our sins, then we have sin in our life. We have sin that will separate not our soul. I, I want to make sure that we're, no. you know, we don't we don't want anybody, you know, to to take the wrong message from that. But, you know, it's kind of like me and my wife in our relationship uh, as as a married couple. There's times when um, I'll do something dumb or maybe she'll do something dumb. I'll start to say <laughs> she don't ever do something <laughs> And, um, 
it will hurt that relationship. I'll get the silent treatment for a while. Doesn't mean that I'm not married, but there is something, there's no fellowship in that relationship anymore. I still have a relationship with her, but I don't have fellowship with her because there's something that has come between us. And um, um, that's exactly what sin does in the life of a believer. Yes, that sin, uh, when Christ died, he, he, he paid the, uh, he atoned for all of our sin, but, uh, your, your life right now, you know, we still have free will. I can go out here and I mean, the Holy Spirit's going to rake me over the coals for it, but I, I'm in, you know, I can go out here and do stuff, but I can't without consequence. And uh, there's always going to be a consequence. One of the consequences of sin in the believer's life is that fellowship being tarnished. And people don't realize that. People, you know, uh, I told the church last night, I said, we need to keep a short list with God. Uh, you, we've, all, we've all seen the old uh, in movies and, uh, you know, every, everything's Catholic in movies. And there's always somebody going into the booth there. And they always say, uh, forgive me, Father, for I have sinned. Yeah, it's been... Yeah. 45 days since my last confession, or it's been two days since my last confession. Well, uh, I I don't, I don't care for Catholics much. I I wish they'd, I I pray that they would get saved and stop trying to work their way into heaven. Uh, yeah. Anyways, we won't get off on that subject, but I I just wanted to use that as an illustration. Yeah. How many days has it been since you prayed that God would, uh, cleanse you of unrighteousness? Here's the thing. You may even sit back and say, well, preacher, I can't think of any sin that I've committed. Well, I understand that. Sometimes we don't, but we still live in a sinful body. That's right. And there are things in our life, you know, David David prayed that God would show him those secret sins of his heart. That's right. Well, what are we talking about there? We're talking about things he didn't even realize. Yeah. And uh, I Little told, thoughts. Little thoughts, yeah. Think, maybe the way you look at something, maybe your motivation for something, you would never pick up on it. I told the church last night, I said, um, I, said I don't know about y'all, I said, I'm pretty forgetful. I forget pretty quick. And I said, if I don't leave, I said, I'm fully persuaded. If I don't, if I don't keep that short list with God and even, and even, even pray that prayer, God, you know, uh, forgive me of the sins of my heart. Forgive me of things. Maybe I don't, uh, and even show me those things, help me in my life. Um, I'll forget. And uh, I told him, I said, I wonder how many of us are, uh, are are under the chastising hand of God for sins we don't even remember, yeah, because we've not confessed properly. You know, we've not been, you know, and so um, if I the, try to. If I'm praying over my food, mm-hmm. you know, it's different. That's right. But if if I'm really praying, and that's really praying, you understand what I'm saying? Absolutely. I always, I always start my prayer out. Lord, forgive me for where I failed you. Even things that I don't even remember. Mm -hmm. And and here's what I found, Brother Jonathan. If I'm reading my Bible like I'm supposed to, if I'm praying like I'm supposed to, when I get to that place in my prayer, which is right off the bat, God, thank you for your blessings. But now, Lord, that's the first thing I do because Mm -hmm. he's not, if if I've got sin, I can thank him all I want to, but he's not going to hear me. Absolutely. So the very first thing I do when I'm serious in my prayer is I ask the Lord to forgive me. And here's what I found. If I'm reading my Bible and if if I've got a prayer life like I should, in other words, I'm not just praying once a day. Right. I'm talking to the Lord. Matter of fact, it's just pray without I'm ceasing. Praying without ceasing. You're trying yes, to be sir. in a constant communication with Him. It don't take me 20 minutes. Oh no, to hmm. get sin out of my life, no. and I'm not by no means uh, uh, speaking, teaching, preaching, whatever we're doing right now. 
a, a sinless perfection. Right. But yeah. I am saying we can live a life of less sin. Yes, and sir. And when we're in fellowship with God the way that we should, that thought might enter our mind, but immediately exits our mind. Yes. And, and immediately, God forgive me for that thought. Yes. God forgive me for even thinking it. God forgive me for looking that way. Yep. God forgive me for, for you understand what I'm yes, saying? Yes, sir. Absolutely. So to, to even be in fellowship with God for your prayers to even be heard, we'll wrap this up. We're going to pick up again next week, but there's got to be sin out of your life. That's right. Sin's got to be gone. You got to be in fellowship with God. Now I'm going to say this before we go off the air. That means you got to be right with your brother. Oh yes. That means you can't have bitterness in your heart. That means you can't have malice in your heart. That means that you can't, <laughs> you know what I'm saying. As a matter do. of fact, some of you listening, <laughs> somebody's name just went through your mind and your blood pressure went up. Yeah. Why? Because oh, yeah. you have that. Hey, look up in here, good neighbor. Don't bow your head and close your eyes. It ain't praying time. It's preaching time, <laughs> Brother Tony would say. God's not hearing you Yeah. until right. you get sin out of your life. God's not going to hear you. Once sin's gone, what's the next step in our prayer life? Well, you come back next week and we'll tell you. Thank you for listening to another episode of What Now? Conversations for Life.